Welcome back to the Make It Work podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. And we want to start off at the top to say we are seconds away from 2000 lessons, which is so freaking exciting. 2K. We're so close. We've been 1.9 for like a freaking minute and it doesn't show us like detailed. So I know it's just a matter of time. Like we'll probably wake up tomorrow and be at 2000. Which is sick. So awesome. So thank you guys for that. Obviously our sex episode might be a little bit harder to share publicly. I get that. I understand. I know you, we know you liked it though, because more people listen to that episode than all the three before combined. So yeah. whatever you feel comfortable with, please keep sharing. It helps a ton when you share on Instagram. Um, keep rating, reviewing, subscribe, have us come to that inbox for free. It'd be really cool. We love all the kind words we've had in our reviews. So it is a nice little pick me up when we need it to know that putting all the work into this is worth it and that people are enjoying it as much as we are. Right. We read everything um, and we talk about it amongst ourselves and it makes us really happy. So thank you for that. Yes. Thank you. Because, you know, it's been a weird time for everybody. So words of encouragement are huge. I'm not even a words of affirmation person, but it's it's helped a lot for sure. We love it and keep it up. Keep it up. All right. And yeah, come hang out with us on the social medias. We'll go over that at the end. Keep sending us stuff, all that good stuff. All right, Morg, what are we doing today? Well, today we're going to talk about something that I think is the first episode where you and I have nothing in common, yeah. question mark, on the subject. And it's something that I've wanted to go over for a little while, which is religion. As we've mentioned throughout, Stephanie's Catholic, I'm Jewish, and I know that a lot of our listeners are from down where Stephanie lives and is from, which is down south, and just from living there for two years, I know that lovingly you guys don't know jack shit no. about Judaism or Jewish people. No, I didn't have my first Passover till you. Right. But I knew it was Easter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no perspective at all. I knew nothing. And whether or not this changes anybody's opinion doesn't really matter as long as whoever is listening learns something new, I guess I would say, because I was a lot of people's first Jew mm -hmm. like in their life. And that taught me a lot about how to pro broach the subject. It's a huge part of my life and I want to put it out there and talk about it because I think of it in a positive way, but a lot of people out of there do not. Which is mind blowing to me. We've talked about it before. I truly, I can't wrap my mind around it. Right. So again, this is the first episode where we are not coming from the same idea points at all because we just don't have this in common and not even the fact that we aren't the same religion but just our core beliefs and how we approach this whole subject in general more educational i would say than anything what do you think yes and i think we especially a lot of my friends listen to this and the only way for us to not be ignorant is to become educated and i don't even think most of us mean to we just grew up with a lot of the same people you know i'm learning new stuff about different cultures different religion especially as an adult because i went to catholic school until i was 13. so when you're so sheltered and you've been around people the same color as you with the same sexual identity as you and the same religion as you you miss out on such cool parts of the world and even though we were raised so different a lot of when it comes down to the core we have in common and how cool is that to know how different of a path we went on religion, but a lot of the core stuff's the same. Right. And I love that about it because if you really break it down to what's the point of the whole religion, I mean, they're all pretty much the same. So I think that's baller. Yes, I agree. So Morgan, keep us from being ignorant as fuck and let's do this. <laughs> all right, you goyim. That's plural for non-Jews. <laughs> Yiddish. <laughs> Starting off strong. <laughs> I guess to start off, I just want to say that I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because although I want to come at this from a educational standpoint, I want to be upfront with the fact that I am not a religious person. I do not believe in God. I love it if you do. I think 
it's been a source of comfort for people that I care about. And I think that's amazing. I am just not on the same page. Uh, so as we've said before, no offense. I'm going to really try hard not to be offensive. So you're more like talking think- the culture. You love the culture of it, though, I feel like a lot, because that's part of your family. Right. So Judaism is is weird because it's a culture and it's a religion. Mm-hmm. So I'll come at it kind of from both angles and see where it takes us. Let's do it. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Being raised Jewish outside Philadelphia wasn't that weird. (laughs) You know, the population of Jews is a lot more in the northeastern part of the country than it is down south, obviously. But in third grade, I remember going out to the bus stop and all my friends being gone. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm by myself at the bus stop. And Turns out I lived in a very Catholic neighborhood and all my friends got shipped off to Catholic school in third grade. (laughs) I was like, where is everybody? I was like, oh, okay, like I'm alone now. That's cool. But that's when you start Hebrew school and Sunday school. So for Catholic people, is it just Catholics that do CCD? I think so. CCD is basically like our Sunday school that's not on Sundays. Like I used to teach CCD on Wednesday nights, but it's the curriculum. Catholics have a very a much more rigid curriculum because you have to go through it to get the sacraments. Right. Okay. So for Jews, so I I'm what you would call or was what you would call reformed Jew Jew. So it goes, you know, reformed, conservative. Orthodox, Hasidic, like in order of intensity. Oh. Um, so reformed is the most lax, which is the most common and the kind that you see the most on in movies and TV shows and stuff like that, unless it's that new show on Netflix, Unorthodox or whatever that just came out. I haven't watched it, but it's like that's Hasidic Judaism and that's very intense. They don't even recognize me as a Jew because... <laughs> I'm not intense enough, you know? Yeah. No, I don't like people who are that much into anything, honestly. No, me (laughs) either. I'm like, okay, fucking relax. Yeah. Or you can mean it. Just don't judge other people. That's my issue with all religions is don't be judges. Fuck. Okay. Right. And like the hats and the curls are not cute. I'll say it. (laughs) It's not a good look. Not a good look. Shave your fucking face. (laughs) All right. So Hebrew school was on Tuesdays, which is where you learn how to read Hebrew. And by read Hebrew, I mean pronounce the sounds that the letters of the Hebrew alphabet make. I had no idea what the fuck I was ever saying. I could just sound out the words, but I didn't know what the words meant, if that makes any sense. Okay. And then on Sundays was Sunday school, which was educational, talking about the different Jewish holidays, but mostly talking about the Holocaust every fucking Sunday. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like they shove that shit down your throat. I don't know if you know this, but the Holocaust was bad. Super bad. Okay. <laughs> Super bad. And it shouldn't happen again. No. That's what, that's Sunday school. The Holocaust was bad and we cannot let it happen again. Every so, fucking Sunday. So here, okay, here's my question though. Cause this was always confusing to me because okay. Morgan was my first Jew. So Tuesday you had Hebrew school, but then Friday, wasn't that if you, your parents went to temple, then they go to temple on Friday. like wasn't like temple on friday night right so i'm just talking about the school part of it so tuesdays was hebrew school sunday was sunday school um shabbat is friday night into saturday night so you would go to either or both friday night services at the synagogue so like uh, a church service but on friday night and Saturday morning. The reason why I ask is like for Christianity, most Christians, their Sunday school is almost like a nursery. So like adults go to mass or service or whatever they call it at their church. And then the kids go to Sunday school. That's why it's like on Sunday. Whereas Catholics, because you have to get the certain sacraments, there's set curriculum for us. So we had to go through these lessons. That's why a lot of Catholics go on Wednesday or they'll go to like a one-time mass and then they go to like a different service. But that's why I was 
that's what was always confusing to me is because you had both. It wasn't as if you were in class and your parents were at church. You had these classes plus you at church. Yes. Sorry. Continue. I just said I was pointing out things that are from somebody else who doesn't do it. Not something I knew until I knew you. No, that's great because I would never have known to explain it any further than that. Uh, I didn't really go to Friday evening or Saturday morning services. We were kind of like most Christians out there where you go to like the big two, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Those are the high holidays. Those are the ones that you get off public school for. Uh, It's the new year is Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish new year, which goes by a lunar calendar. And then Yom Kippur is a day where you starve yourself and think about your year, your past year, and punish yourself by starving yourself. I remember that from Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's why I remember that. That's a great show. I love that show so much. (laughs) She's my second favorite Jew other than you. I'll take it. Uh, Well, there's Rachel Rosenfeld, too. I guess a three. She can be third. She's third. Maisel can be third. So that's a common theme in Jewish uh, <laughs> holidays is misery. <laughs> Punishing yourself. <laughs> and we have our own issues. I'll get to that later. <laughs> I will say sidebar, but also has something to do with that. There is a song from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend called Remember That We Suffered. And I implore everybody to go listen to it with the subtitles on because it is so fucking spot on with jewish celebrations like i made my entire family watch it and they loved every second of it uh they're at a bar mitzvah and singing a song to the tune of Havanagila, <laughs> but talking about how jews have suffered over the years it's so fucking funny okay. and like that's jewish humor too it's like ah, like everyone hates us let's Laugh about it. I don't know if that's healthy or not. Deep, dark, dense sense of humor. It's fine. (laughs) Exactly. So I did go through the whole thing. Like, I know I said I'm not religious, but I was raised reformed Jewish and I had a bat mitzvah. I did the big, which is when you're 13 and you lead a service in front of your family and friends and then you have a big party afterwards, which is like a little mini wedding <laughs> for which most people. Is the rudest thing you've ever done is have that before I met you. I I will never <laughs> forgive you for that. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I'm very jealous I didn't get to go. They're a good time. However, my parents like gave me the choice. They said, you can either have a party after your bat mitzvah ceremony or we can go on a vacation wherever you want. And I don't understand why you would let a 12-year-old decide that. (laughs) Bad parenting. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I was like, why didn't you let me choose the vacation? They're like, well, everyone else was having their parties. And I'm like, what does it matter what everyone else was doing? It was like reverse parenting. Yeah, but you were a nightmare when you were 13. So I probably wanted to not give you a I've been a nightmare for a long time. But I did have a bat mitzvah. It's bat mitzvah for girls and bar mitzvah for boys. B'nai mitzvah if it's a boy and a girl. I know boy and girl twins that did theirs. They did theirs together. But my theme was dance, obviously. (laughs) Uh, And it was a good time. And then right after my bat mitzvah, we moved to Nashville. And we joined a synagogue there because my sister was still so young and she was still in Hebrew school and Sunday school gearing up for her bat mitzvah. All of all of the schooling is in preparation pretty much for the bat mitzvah. And then um, also because we recognize that there is going to be such a low population of Jewish people where we were moving that we joined a synagogue to not lose touch with that because um, it's important to my family. Again, not the religious part, but just being around other Jewish people whenever you can because there, <laughs> there are so fucking few of us. Keep it alive. Mm-hmm. But our synagogue was straight up right next to a church. That's not surprising. There's a church like every 30 feet here. Yeah. I was like, there's a fucking church right next to here. There's, a, there's probably like as many, crazy. as many Catholic churches as there are synagogues. We are not very popular here either. I was going to say Catholicism wasn't like common either, right? Is, what is mm-hmm. it? 
just Christianity? Yeah, Baptist? a lot of Baptists, a lot of Methodist, uh, Church of Christ. We're in the Bible Belt. Uh, Catholics aren't good at remembering the Bible, so we're frowned upon here. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you went to all that school on Wednesdays for it. I taught that school. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that wild? Maybe that's what we'll use for our picture this week. I have I have pictures of my little Sunday school classes. One of oh. my kids I taught got engaged last week. Ew. Yeah, I felt really old. I don't like that story. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> we are not old enough for that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but my experience pretty much with being Jewish in the South was people wanting to save me, <sighs> which is an uncomfortable thing to turn down repeatedly. <laughs> I don't, I never understood it at all. It made me, it made me second, remember your secondhand embarrassment? I had uh-huh. secondhand discomfort. It's like when white people try to say that it's okay, they can say bad comments because their friend is black. I'm like, okay, listen. <laughs> No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> and stop acting like all of us want to fix her because she doesn't have a problem. Okay? Right. Don't be like, oh, your best friend's Christian. And don't pull me in on this. I'm not like your other white friend that's backing you up to be. No. Uh-uh. X nay, she doesn't have a problem. You offered walk away. Let the situation mm-hmm. end. You're making me and her uncomfortable. Yeah. And I. This is one of the things where I don't want anyone to take this personally, but one of the things that has always kind of skeeved me out about Christian religions is like the spreading of Christianity being kind of a pillar of that. And while I understand it's done good things for you and your personal life and it's coming from a good place and you want to spread the word because it's important to you. When you get a no, <laughs> yeah, just take the no, take yeah. the L. Yeah, I I don't know because I'm dating someone who is much more religious than I am. We'll get into more other stuff on my end afterwards, but he never pushed me. It was like, okay, well, if you want to and you're ready, I'd love for you to come. But it was never a push. And I can't tell you if for some reason you decided that you wanted to, how much more Knowing is an option. And they're like, hey, if you ever wanted to know what this is like, you can always come with me and not guilting you or acting like you have a problem. That's how you approach things like that. Right. And but that goes for anything. Yeah. Like don't that you want to introduce someone to. Yeah. And so that's I don't Catholics aren't like that either. So I don't come from a good place on that because no one we don't have a day where you bring people to the Catholic Church. Okay. We have way too many things we do that confuse people. We've caused a lot of problems where we kind of try to just behave ourselves and not piss too many people off if we can. Under the radar. Under the radar of creating minimal conflict is the Catholic I come from. You know, like a supportive, but not pushy. So yeah, I never understood that either. And I don't know. I And it made me uncomfortable for me. And it made it seem like a problem and that pissed me off. Right. Like I remember literally day one sitting down and this girl coming up to me who turned out to be one of just the nicest, purest humans that I ever met, asked me what church I was going to go to in the cafeteria on the first day of school. And I told her that I didn't go to church. And she said, oh, are you an atheist? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, but not to her because I know she's going to be upset. But I was like, no, there are other th- there are other things to be <laughs> besides whatever you are. If you're not from the South, uh, it's basically Christian or nothing. It's like uh-huh. all in or nothing. Jesus or bust. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we forget. <laughs> There's literally people all over the fucking world with their own belief systems varying in intensity. We just come from a very, we come from the Bible Belt. I just, because there's people here who listen who aren't from here, so they yeah, be like, wait, what? But it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you grow up around it and you don't ever meet anybody that's different, how are you supposed to know? No, 100%. And the other thing that was, you know, fielding questions about Judaism because no one understood it. So I want to take this moment just to explain two things in Judaism that I love. Okay. So the first thing is a concept called tikkun olam. And it's fucking beautiful. 
it's pretty much that the point of life in Judaism is to leave the world a better place than when you came into it. Yes. Which I think everybody can get on board with. So one of the things that Jewish people do a lot or synagogues do a lot is raise money to plant trees in Israel. Oh, cool. And that's part of Tikkun Olam. You're, you're leaving the world a better place than when you left it. You're planting trees um, to have more greenery in, you know, the homeland or, you know, I think it's our homeland, but whatever. That's an, that's another argument too. Uh, you just got to give us one, you know, you just got to give us one. We just need the one. Stop fighting us on it, please. You have everything else. Um, the other thing I like about Judaism is that there's no heaven or hell. And this one, this one, uh, doesn't resonate with people as much because then it's like, what's the point of all of this? If, if, there's no heaven or hell, but that's what I think is so beautiful about it is because you're, yeah, the point is to be a good person, to learn things and to teach people things, to leave the world a better place than when you entered it. And there's no reward at the end. And there's no consequence at the end. You just, you're a good person and then you die. <laughs> It's really hard for me to wrap my mind. <laughs> it's hard for a lot of people, and I get it because everyone's searching for something, and the world is a batshit crazy place, and heaven and hell are constants for people. But I like that it doesn't exist in Judaism. So, the, like, I feel like those are the two things that I've talked the most about with people is that and also the fact that the Jews did not kill Jesus. Public service announcement. <laughs> this is important. So if you hate Jewish people because you think they killed Jesus, let's rethink that. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was a Jew. He was the Jew, bro. He is the most famous Jew. <laughs> he had great fucking hair. <laughs> like, love... Uh, yeah. You don't have beef with Jesus? I, don't have, I do not have beef with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was great. He was like a kind-hearted person who was generous and handsome. So wh what's there to hate? <laughs> I have no issues. I've got nothing. Yeah. So if you're like, well, you know, she seems funny, but the Jews killed Jesus. So I still don't trust Jewish people. Read a book. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I remember we've talked about how Morgan got bullied for being a Jew. And I remember you, I believe it was in Ms. Mickle's class, like standing and yelling and being like, hey, I and my people did not kill Jesus. And if you paid any attention in history or as much attention in history as you did in your religious classes, you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it is so exhausting. I can't imagine. I, I can't. I I don't know. I don't. You grew up that way, too. I don't understand the hate and judgment either is that I may not agree with you. But that's your belief in how you grew up. And I could have just as easily been born into a Jewish family. And that's what I believed in and grew up believing. You know, I don't yeah, know. I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't. Because I do, we're not monsters. The, the problem is the other people. Yeah. So hopefully the world is a I mean, the world is a dumpster fire, but I huge though. The world is starting to become a place where people can think differently and listen rather than argue. I hope so, because from my point of view, uh, we have not been headed <laughs> in a good direction. Yeah, I feel OK. So, yes, media, current political things. But would you say day to day life? I mean, now you're back up north, but day to day life, your personal interactions that things have gotten better as you've gotten older of tolerance and uh i don't know if any if other people have changed as much as i know what to expect and i handle it like an adult it even i mean right now i'm 
I'm in Pennsylvania, but I'm in a part of Pennsylvania that is farther away from Philly than I've ever been. So there's not many Jewish people around here. If anything, there's Mennonites and Amish people, honestly. That's a so whole different category. It's bizarre. Yeah. That's, those are, talk about intense I can't religion. imagine. Like camping. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't go camping. I'm against camping. No, get it? Like intense, like intense, like camping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie does that joke all the time. How did I not get that? I make that joke all the time. I don't know. My dad always goes, you're a teepee. You're a wigwam. You're too tense. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Two kinds of tense. Mm-hmm. You're too tense. Too tense. Okay. Um, so dad jokes are the same across the board. Mm-hmm. Religion wise. Absolutely. You know, we went over what I like about Judaism uh, but what I don't like about Judaism is <laughs> organized religion. <laughs> I just can't. It's just, it, it, it is a religion. <laughs> it's a religion yeah. is what I don't like about it. So I don't believe <laughs> in much, period. I don't believe in much. I don't know. I don't have, like, I don't believe in God. It, you know, it's a book. The Bible's a book. Judaism is just the first half of of Christianity. It's the Old Testament, and it just happens to be in Hebrew. You know, the timelines don't make sense. I just, it does not appeal to my logical brain. I don't see proof. I know other people experience things that make them believers. I'm just not with you. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) If you are in it, then I hope it brings you comfort, and I hope it provides a moral code for you. And I appreciate that about it, but I'm not with you. And that is not an invitation to try and save me. <laughs> okay? Don't. Don't push her. When she decides, or if she decides that she wants to look into things, she will decide she's a very competent, capable, intelligent <laughs> person who can make her own choices. And don't worry, because if you're having an anxiety attack, I'll talk about my own weird religious journey in a second. That's also just as complicated. <laughs> yeah so there are good things about it there are bad things about it that's that's anything i think you need to bridge the most important topic and if people take away nothing else today that we need to discuss something that most of us who are not in your shoes are aware happens and when you love someone who's put through this it's heartbreaking and it's i think it's the thing that needs to be addressed most while we're talking about religion okay let's go there Let me pull up my Instagram just so I can have an actual example. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, I am a upper middle class white Christian. Okay. I, other than being a woman, I have it as easy as it gets. I had not personally seen someone who I loved be judged for something that is just a core part of who they are, how they were raised until I met Morgan. And it crushed my soul. So coming from that side while she pulls this up. It happens, and you can't say it doesn't happen. I have the receipts. (laughs) If you are not in a position where you are not part of the majority, you can't say it doesn't happen. And when it happens to someone you love, it just hits different. And I don't know. I thought it was something that wasn't as rampant. I thought I'd see more tolerance as we've gotten older, but maybe I'm just not around it as much. I definitely not saying it's not prevalent. 100%. I mean, turn on the fucking news any day, but I have also that thing that we differ on where I have hope (laughs) in humanity. So I keep hoping hoping people are going to get better and they keep proving me wrong and it's really getting old guys. Right. So what we're talking about is anti-Semitism. Uh, it's real. It exists. And unfortunately, it's been on the rise for the past three years. I don't know if that correlates with anything. <laughs> Come November, we'll have more of discussion about that. But it correlates with something. Okay. So it's just a fact. It's statistics. So don't argue with me about that either. Don't try and save me and don't argue with me about the fact that anti-Semitism exists and that it's on the rise in the United States. On Instagram, a photo came up of Jason Momoa 
Mm-mm-mm. With Mel Gibson. Not so much. <laughs> Mel Gibson, uh, while he did apologize, uh, is an anti-Semite, a racist, a misogynist, and an abuser. He got hammered and drove a car, got arrested. And one of the things that he said while he was being arrested was that the Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. Uh, so what a weird drunk thought to have. Uh-huh. I want Taco Bell and I hate Jews. Right. <laughs> I love tequila, but fuck the Jews, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have been very drunk a lot of times. <laughs> A lot of times. And I've never said anything racist or homophobic or anything like that because I don't believe that. So this guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> Mel Gibson, you're a piece of shit. But he did make that Jesus movie, so must be a good guy. Just kidding. So Jason Momoa had previously commented on also delicious Chris Pratt. Mm, my hall pass. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt's Instagram account where he had a plastic water bottle in the photo. And Jason Momoa commented something like, come on, dude, we got to do better. That's a plastic water bottle. Because like he's Aquaman or whatever. Because <laughs> it's Not his even bo- a good movie. It's but his okay. aesthetic. <laughs> it's his aesthetic. Exactly. So I was annoyed because Mel Gibson should not be fucking allowed to hang out with cool people like he's disgusting and he's a piece of shit so i commented on this instagram me like private account couple hundred followers like big nothing so i wrote so a plastic water bottle is too much but hanging out with an anti-semite is fine uh and let me just read you some of the comments underneath my comment yeah mel's paid his due so get over it uh here we go why is it 99 percent of women who have a problem with this post are they all on their periods at the same time or something i can't that person needs to fall off the planet (laughs) no such thing as an anti-semite oh my god i can't uh (laughs) middle finger emoji middle finger emoji middle finger emoji shut up people change okay uh i responded to that one because i clicked on the person's account and their bio was a Bible quote. Oh, perfect. Those are my favorite kind of people. My ex-sister-in-law. <laughs> right. Feel free to bleep this, but I had to say something back because I don't think Jesus would say that, you know? So I said, is that what Jesus would say, you stupid cunt? <laughs> I didn't get a response for that. JD, not send middle finger emoji. <laughs> I don't think Jesus would have said that. No. And then the last one was, he's an anti-Semite for what? Making a movie about Jesus? Oh, goodness. (laughs) No, lady. He's an anti-Semite for saying that he thinks that Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. Maybe she was just confused, okay? At least hers wasn't coming from hate. She was confused. I'll give her that. Everyone else... fuck them but that lady's like wait where am i where did i miss <laughs> i thought we were on board jews didn't kill jesus he made a jesus movie we're all good here right and you're like no he made a hateful comment and then hopefully she goes fuck that guy and unfollows him <laughs> yeah you're coming from a very positive place i did not see it like that <laughs> i saw this he's an anti-semite for what for making a movie about jesus that's how i read it <laughs> That's the tone that I attributed to the comment. You're allowed to read that tone. That's fair. You also had somebody tell you that you were on your period and that there was no such thing as anti-Semitism. So I don't think you were in a good place. <laughs> Wasn't thrilled. No. I'll say that. No. Either, like, like I said, I don't know if any of this comes from actual hate or just ignorance, but either way, it's out there and it sucks. Yeah, it does. The problem is that throughout history, Jewish people have been scapegoats for some major shit because they historically have been successful i guess like it's easy to blame the successful when you're not successful right like you know the whole the main one obviously is hitler after world war one leading up to world war two who pretty much blamed the jews for why germany was in such a shitty place after world war one because they lost they were 
horribly poor. People were homeless. People were hungry. It was an awful situation. And this person who had hate in their heart seized the moment to push his disgusting agenda. And people were so desperate to just have food and shelter and money again that they got on board. And it was master manipulation uh, it was disgusting. He took advantage of a lot of um, desperate people, and that's how it all started and turned into, obviously, the Holocaust, and which actually happened. That's another thing. <laughs> I don't I, I don't even know if I can go down that rabbit hole if you don't believe that. I think you just need to turn off the podcast. I can I can talk through things with people and see different sides and discuss. If you don't think the Holocaust happened, just no. Yeah. No. That's right. No. I didn't even write that down in the show notes because it's not something that I'm willing to talk about either. It's a fact. It happened. Uh, it was awful. It persecuted not only Jews, but people with disabilities, people in the LGBT community, people of different races, and gypsies. Like It, it was fucking disgusting, and it happened. Yeah. End of story. Agreed. We've discussed about personal responsibility already on this podcast and being responsible for your own choices in your own life and to decide that some race religion or something else is the reason why you do not have what you have in your life and then try to then tear them down in order to succeed yourself just like you as a person tearing someone else down is wrong and I will not tolerate that kind of discussion here either. Like, you're no one's also going to come from Morgan. No one's going to make any fucking rude comments. I will block you and I will burn this podcast to the ground before I'll let you guys say anything hateful. Thank you. You're welcome. But it, the, uh, it's like so fucking annoying. So anti-Semitism still fucking exists in America. And one of the things that I want to bring to everybody's attention, there's a show on Amazon Prime called Hunters. Never heard of it. Okay, it's about it's like kind of cool comic book superhero style Nazi hunting in the 70s in America. Okay, it's really fucking dark, though. And they use a lot of Yiddish terms, which I thought was like cute, but then they kind of took it too far. It's like schmaltzy. I don't know. That Is that a word that anybody will understand? Negative. Ghost like a uh, kitschy or oh, too uh, niche, too niche, too niche. Exactly. So if you're going to watch it, then be prepared for that. But pretty much it is based on the true fucking story that during the Cold War with Russia, the American government brought over Nazi scientists and Nazi doctors to America to live undercover as Americans to help in the fight against the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Jesus. So... That happened too. <laughs> That's real. It was pretty much like we need to beat the Russians in this, you know, space race, Cold War, all that stuff. And in order to beat them, we don't want the Russians to have access to the Nazi scientists. So we're going to take them. And pretty much the premise of the show is like finding these Nazis and killing them. Wow. I like that. <laughs> and I don't know if if that if like transplanting legitimate Nazis and these aren't like soldiers following orders Nazis they were like the people doing experiments on concentration camp prisoners like it it goes very deep it's very dark I don't really feel like talking about it <laughs> okay uh but it wasn't like you know foot soldiers it was like the people at the top got you fucked up people Maybe this, maybe we still have a problem with it because they transplanted these people here and maybe these people met nice American women and maybe they procreated and spread their beliefs down. Like, I don't know why it's still a problem here, but it is, it's something to talk about. It's something that is becoming more of a problem. Like, just look at that rally in Charlottesville from a few years ago where they were chanting Nazi slogans. So, you know, it's really scary for me personally, like for people like me. I don't agree politically at all with the party that's in office right now. That's a topic for another day. But I, I had literal panic attacks after 
the election in 2016. I'm coming from a place of like real fear. It's not like I disagree with like the tax policy or whatever. It's, you know, it's fucking scary. It, it exists. And it's just a convert, like, you know, you just have to talk about it to put it out there into the universe so that maybe someone who wasn't thinking about it is now thinking about it and can be aware. That's all. Yeah. I think education is key to all of it. Right. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And knowing that people are still seeing you as a lesser person because of how you, you grew up and who you choose to worship is mind boggling, but real. And it's scary and it's sad. And just because like, as a person who doesn't agree, doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you aren't doing it doesn't mean it's not happening. Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, I watched, Morgan's not being dramatic. I watched people make the most hateful comments to her. I just remember not even knowing what to say other than to shut the fuck up and getting in trouble for that. More than people who were mean to you got in trouble. It's unreal. And it's really... For someone like me whose stuff like this makes uncomfortable, it's a lot easier to pretend like it doesn't happen, but that doesn't fix anything. Right. Unfortunately, this isn't like secondhand embarrassment where you can turn off the TV show and like make yourself feel comfortable again. Mm -hmm. It's something that really needs to be just kind of like addressed head on. And if it's something that you hear or see in your daily life, like just think about stepping in because it was little things for us in middle school. Like this kid would fake sneeze and go a Jew. Yeah. You know, you hear that enough and it's like, come on. And then, you know, you, and then we would react and then we would get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I was just, and it, you know, little Jew jokes here and there. And a lot of the times when it comes to Jew jokes, I, uh, I have a good sense of humor, probably because I'm a Jew, so I can roll with the punches. But, you know, sometimes it just gets too much and you react and it's little things like that that add up. And if it's coming from someone like if the Jew joke is coming from someone who also like fake sneezes to call me out in science class, then I know it's not coming from a good place. If it's coming from like my dad... (laughs) Yeah, another you know, Jew. It's totally different. Yeah. I believe that applies across the board. You know, I as yeah, I said, I, right. I have minimal exposure of hanging out with people of a different ethnicity than I am. You know, I think of African American automatically because you know what? There there is at least a discussion on the table about how they are treated differently, but I still don't think we can understand. I think you have a better understanding as someone who has been, you know, targeted. I think different cultures you know, even the LGBTQ community, just because you are someone you love hasn't been made to feel different about something that they don't, now they don't have control over, but it's just part of who they are as a person and not what they've done. Stop pretending like it's not happening. Right. I don't know. The whole thing is fucked up and I watched it happen and it sucked and I don't like people being mean to my best friend. Right. Don't be mean to my best friend. Yeah. Don't be being a Steph's best friend. Yeah. Don't mean it. And it's not, (laughs) ah, Jew is not funny. God, like how, what comedic laziness. Yeah. Just lazy. It is like low bar, low apple. Yes. Very much. Low hanging fruit. So is there anything else that you feel like needs to be addressed, at least in chapter one of religious (laughs) openness? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'll just conclude with kind of like a nice wrap, wrapping up everything in a bow. It's a big part of my culture. It's a big part of my diet. If you've never had a bagel with cream cheese and lox, oh my God. It's delicious. Fucking try it, bro. My family's from New York, so I've had it without <laughs> having it met a Jew and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, here are things. Brisket. Everybody likes brisket. Bagels. Everybody likes bagels. My mom makes the best matzo ball soup. She I does. don't have time to go into it. Google it. It's my mom. We call it Jewish penicillin. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. 
uh, it's just a big part of my culture. It's a big part of my humor. It has shaped a lot of the way that I think about things, especially politics and family dynamics. There are things that I like about Judaism, like I talked about leaving the world a better place than when you came into it. That being said, not a religious person but will defend Jewish people to my fucking dying breath. We didn't kill Jesus. That's a good ending. <laughs> we didn't kill Jesus. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. I feel good about it. I feel like that was a good lesson. And honestly, if you have any questions and you are curious and you're a religious person and you have questions about the religion, like I am happy to have a discussion with you. It's not that. I just, uh, I'm not looking for a new religion. You know what I mean? <laughs> not chopping. No, I get that. I respect that. My religious journey has been a little bit more like cookie cutter. I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school until we moved to Nashville because in Florida, a lot of people go to Catholic school. Like it's very common. So it wasn't nearly as expensive. Like we could not afford to go to Catholic school once we moved here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things I love about being Catholic. I love the focus on family. I love the focus on being a good person and being kind to others and service to your community. I love the idea of purgatory because I do believe in heaven and hell, but I also know that I've made quite a few mistakes along the way. I've had spiritual experiences in my life and I like to think like those signs and different divine interventions is someone who I love kind of serving their time in purgatory before they get to go to heaven because they're not bad people, but they did some fucked up shit. So so they got to work it off a little bit. That's just how my brain likes to process. Let me stop you there real quick because you just described the plot of one of the best movies ever. What is Um, it? Fuck. You just described the plot of one of the best movies ever made, Defending Your Life, with Meryl Streep. I've never seen it. Okay. This is something that everybody should watch just because it's a good movie, not because of religion or anything like that, because it doesn't have anything to do with religion. It is purgatory. So it's like you die, Mm -hmm. and then you have to defend your life. Like in purgatory, there's a court system where you go over bits of your life and a judge makes a decision about whether you move on, which they don't explain what on is, or you go back and try again at life. Oh, interesting. Oh, so this is hell. And we just keep looking. We're right. We're in hell. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think that. (laughs) Um, But defending your life. I mean, it's so cute. And like in purgatory, you can eat as much as you want. You don't gain weight. It's like, ugh. It sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I meant they're helping. Like, I think my dad's still in purgatory and helps me. What do you say? I think my dad is still in purgatory and still helps me. Okay. Because my dad was not an angel and I know he did not get a one way ticket up there. But he also was like good at his core, which I think is the goal, right? The goal. What's the word that the... One that you just taught us to leave the world a better place. Takun alum. Takun alum. This kind of sounds like Hakuna Matata. Takun alum. <laughs> Takun alum. And I do think my dad did that. Therefore, I think he'll get to go one day. But I think he's serving some time. And in the meantime, he kind of has to like act like a guardian angel. And I don't know, do like heaven chores or whatever. I don't actually know. I haven't thought about it as a movie plot. That's just... I've thought that since I was in third grade when I learned what purgatory was. And I don't like the idea of confession and that I go into a room and I tell some man the bad things I do and then he tells me that it's okay how some people make it out to be. Because when you're Catholic and you're taught about confession, it's that it's okay. That you're gonna screw up and if you know it was a mistake and you didn't mean to hurt people and you're gonna be better that that's okay. You have to acknowledge your mistakes. Like I like the premise of a lot of things that we're not perfect. No one expects us to be perfect. We're human, but just do your best, acknowledge your mistakes, make up for your mistakes and fix it and then go on with your life. Because I never understood my only experience with Catholics till I met you. So it wasn't even shocking that you were my first Jew. I didn't even know what Baptist or Methodist was, okay? <laughs> I had nothing. My family was Catholic. I went to Catholic school. My grandpa was Presbyterian, but we like just 
I don't know. My, my dad's side is uh, Pentecostal, which is a lot, is a lot. <laughs> um, my brother is still Pentecostal. Like they have very strict rules. You can't dance, you can't cut your hair, wear makeup. So obviously my dad felt very strongly about getting the hell out of that. So your dad wanted to wear makeup and have long hair. Mm -hmm, big dancer too. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't know. I, I always like the idea of Catholicism. I also grew up in a very moderate, understanding, laid back house where we were on birth control and we didn't judge other people's life choices. And we, I mean, honestly, we, we cherry picked in the best way that you were a good person. You tried your best. You were good to other humans. And there's someone up there that loves you and you are enough as a person because he made you. So that part I like. Funny story. I had not gone to church since my dad died, which will be the week before my birthday. Next month will be seven years. And... I used to literally teach CCD, went through it, enjoyed church, had stuff I didn't necessarily always agree with, but had a pretty deep faith. And I just went through a lot of stuff in my life. And I felt as if, if there was a God who truly was that involved, who wouldn't have let all those things happen to me. And my priest died like the same week as my dad. And the person who was taking over to do our service told me that he was in a better place after he died in a car accident. So I, in the middle of the church that I used to work at, said, fuck you, he's not in a better place and stormed out and embarrassed my mom. And since then had not been back in a church. And- Sounds like something I would do. I was not okay. <laughs> yeah. And because I, to me, I thought I had done things correctly. And I thought- I had been a good person. I'm kind to other people. Why would God punish me? But I don't think he does. I think he's more of like a hands-off kind of dude, like a clockmaker kind of thing. Like he put things here and then let us do what we want. But I decided to try to go back to church. As I said, my current partner is much more religious than I am. He's more non-denominational now. I agreed to go to church. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I went to church on Sunday. I actually had a very moving experience. I cried at church, which I've never done before. Thank God this church is not like Catholic church, where it's like very stoic and like there's lights everywhere and whatever else. It was no one would know. But the message was that no matter what, everything was okay. That Basically, things weren't being held against me for not having been in church for a long time. And I, overall, the message just made me feel like I was on the right path. It talked about that, unfortunately, God can't keep bad things from happening, but that he can help you be strong enough to get through it. And then you can help other people to give purpose to your pain, because once your pain has purpose it makes it so much less agonizing, which I agree with 100%, even if you're not using it through God, when you put your pain to purpose, it makes a big difference. But then uh, I went to church Sunday, the next day the tornadoes hit and destroyed the church. <laughs> the, en the entire roof got pulled off and that church is destroyed. <laughs> Oh my God, that is not where I thought that was going. And then this church, which they are lovely. And I watch them because they do services on TV and they're not super duper pushy. So I don't, it doesn't make me uncomfortable and I'll watch it with Charlie. But they do this thing where they have service at that downtown church I went to, which I was like, I'm going to at least a church. I'm not going to these satellite campuses where they just like project the church on a screen because that doesn't make any sense. I'm too traditional Catholic that that just doesn't seem right to me. They also wear jeans to church. It's a lot to like wrap your mind around. And so then I was like, you know what? And it makes Charlie feel better when he goes to church. It comforts him and makes him, it just is good for him. So I was willing to go, right? So I was like, okay, well, since uh, a natural disaster took away the one church I've been in since my dad died, I'll go to this like projection church, right? Literally that week we got shut down because of the pandemic. 
So I don't understand the message I'm being given. <laughs> My sisters told me they don't think church is for me anymore, which, which kind of hurt my feelings a lot because I don't like being included. Like or if not. you watched it on your computer, would the, like, the screen just blow up? I don't know. So <laughs> like, far, the TV's okay, but Charlie's always the one who puts it on. So maybe they don't know it's me. But oh God. yeah, but, but God would know. God would know. He hasn't spited me yet, but I have been sick for a while, so who freaking knows? I'm trying to be a good person. I don't understand. But so, yeah, so currently I'm in a really weird spot with religion and I'm getting very mixed messages. (laughs) What I'm supposed to do. But I don't know, because I I am no matter how angry I've been, I've never not believed in God or Jesus, or that there is a higher power. I've always been spiritual. I have been fucking angry. I also curse. And my friends who are super religious have always had an issue with me cursing. And they're like, well, I'm guessing you don't curse when you pray. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And they're like, Stephanie, that is so disrespectful. I was like, first of all, don't judge me. Second of all, to me, this dude made me. He knows me as a person. And he's well aware of my mouth. (laughs) And if I'm having a talk Like I'm in the ER and I'm like, okay, listen, I understand that's supposed to help everyone. But this person is so horrible that if you do not calm me down, I'm going to be the reason why they die. And it's not their illness. Like I will murder them. Right. And I'll be, I'll say like, I'm going to fucking kill them. Do you understand? Like, do you understand that if you do not help me calm down, I'm going to fucking kill them? And I don't think (laughs) he has any issue with me doing that. I don't know. I have a very laid back God in my head. But yeah, so I've had a very weird religious experience. I I don't know. I just, I like believing in a higher power. I do believe that. I just do. I believe in it. And it gives me comfort and it brings me happiness. And currently where I'm supposed to do that, I don't know. I, I'm not that concerned about it currently. But... I also know that there's been plenty of times in my life where I've been very angry and questioned it. And, you know, I can, I have a very long story, but I don't think we have enough time to tell today for why I've never questioned that there is a God and an afterlife and things like that, because I've had experiences with grief and being basically sent like symbols and signs. So I do believe in that. Well, I also think that we have a lot to talk about in a grief episode so save it for that because i want to talk about that too yeah so that's that's its own thing but yeah so i've always believed in god i've always been christian i do believe that jesus came here and sacrificed himself god sacrificed his only son so you know that burden could be taken off us i do believe in all of that and i have no issue with people who don't believe in it i've never had hate in my heart like that i so i don't understand people who Because also, I'm also, I'm Catholic. I don't read the Bible verbatim. I couldn't tell you. The only quote I can think of is the one Tim Tebow wore on his face because he's good looking. Okay, it's like John 3.16. (laughs) That's it. Everything else, I don't remember quotes from the Bible. I don't, I barely remember quotes from Anchorman and I love that movie. Okay, I'm just not (laughs) a good quoter. It's not my jam. I believe in symbols. I believe being a good person. I believe being kind to one another. I believe in leaving the world a better place. And the rest, I think, is up to interpretation. And I also think a bunch of men wrote it for, and some of it's symbolic and some of it is to put other people in their place where they could. I also, like you, we talked about earlier, like WWJD, what would Jesus do? What would any sort of good Gandhi, religious, Buddha, I don't know very much about other religions, which is probably ignorant to me, but whatever your power is, do you truly think that they would have wanted you to be hateful to someone because they don't think it like you? Because in what planet would that make someone convert? don't understand yeah i don't really understand like the super strict interpretation of the bible i don't understand being saved i don't understand Uh, we have a confirmation in catholicism which i like except for you're kind of basically either you do or you don't which is the same as judaism like you have your bat mitzvah and you're a major outlier if you don't choose to do that right Right. Confirmation, that time comes and you basically kind of have to say like, yes, I believe that where other people get baptized whenever they want to, to say that that this is what they believe. We get baptized when we're younger and our confirmation is us saying, yes, this is what we believe. So you're kind of peer pressured, family pressure to say it at a certain age. 
but I have never understood the idea that you can be as horrible as you want and then you're saved and it's all gone. Yet someone who has never been to church, who was a good person and who left the world a better place, then because they were not saved goes to hell. I just can't wrap my mind around that. My God's not that spiteful. My God is not that hateful. You know, maybe their purgatory instead of being guardian angels, they just like sit for a couple PowerPoints. I don't fucking know, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think God's that mean. I just don't. I don't think, I don't think he's that mean. I don't understand. And if someone did something really, really wrong and they're very sorry and they meant they spent the rest of their life trying to make up for it and being good humans, I'm not saying they can't be forgiven. There's some things that I don't, but that's my own personal belief, not my like religious sector belief. But I don't think that just going, I think of my, this, these examples are like my ex-husband's family where they are, God, they're so mean. They're so mean. They're so cold and mean and judgmental. And then they quote the Bible at you or they think that they can go to church and then be hateful and condescending and that it's all okay because they're saved. I just don't understand it. I don't understand on what, who, what Jesus did they learn about that they thought that that was okay? I just don't, I have a problem with religion being weaponized. I have a problem with the idea of just saying you're saved or quoting the Bible makes you a good person. I think that there's multifaceted things to being a good person. And I think you wake up every morning and decide to be a good person. If I believed in a, in God, I would hope that, you know, it would be my version of it and that would be good enough to get wherever the best places to go if it does exist. Um, Maybe a couple PowerPoints. It's fine. <laughs> I can handle a couple PowerPoints. <laughs> I think none of us are right. Honestly, I think there's a mix. How, we can't know. There's none no way. Know. I think that there's bits and pieces and then there's one underlying message and then there's hope. And I have major hope. And I think a lot of religions are based off hope. And another movie suggestion <laughs> that I would like to make, if you enjoyed this episode, is a movie called Keeping the Faith, which is with Edward Norton, who's a Catholic priest, and Ben Stiller, who's a Jewish rabbi. And they are best friends in New York and they grew up together. It's awesome. And then they fall in love with the same girl. It's like a rom-com, but with a Catholic Jewish vibe twist. And it's fucking excellent. And it's a feel-good movie. I love that. There is plenty of shit that I have issues with in the Catholic Church, okay? Especially people who are deep, old-school Catholic, who are very judgmental and condescending and non-accepting, slash the whole sexual assault thing. Not cool. Not okay. Not acceptable behavior. Again, I feel like this is the episode of me saying upper middle class white person who can't help <laughs> what people in my denomination of faith and race have done before them, but I can just be a better representation of that kind of person. That's it. That's all I can do. I can acknowledge where people fucked up. Not cool. Not going to cover it up. Not going to pretend like it didn't happen. Also, I didn't do it. So I'm just going to be a better person to try to as best I can outweigh the shitty ones. Fair. That's all I got. Yeah, that's it. There. Yeah, so that's it. But I think I think religious experiences are so personal. I think whatever you believe, however much it changes my... God, it's changed so much over my life. I think that's no big deal. And, you know, we may come next week and my TV might blow up the next time I try to watch church and I may have a very <laughs> different perspective. I have no idea. But amazing. Yeah. So whatever you believe, whatever comforts you, whatever you have found and experienced and brings you joy and purpose in your life, we're down for. We accept, we love, we welcome. As long as it's not hatred, you're totally welcome here. Right. As long as your comfort isn't at the expense of other people. I'm down. I love that. As long as your comfort isn't at the expense of others. Yeah, I'm into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. All right. Well, this was a heavy one this week. I still think we lost some, but I think it's important. I think it's going to be an ongoing conversation. It'd be cool if we did. We didn't do research for this episode because we talked about our, our own experiences more, but it would be really cool to do 
it's maybe around the holidays to learn about the holidays that aren't just Christmas and Hanukkah, although I think a lot of us need to learn about Hanukkah. But learn about different religions. Like we could do our drunk PowerPoint on different religions that we are not in. That'd be cool. That would be so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we are we're here to learn. We in no way know everything, but we want to have a discussion with you guys. So on that note, where can they come and hang out with us until next week? Okay, but only until next week. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Instagram at Make It Work Podcast. If you don't follow there, please do. It's where we post the most content about this, especially with episodes like the one from last week where we were talking about getting it on, you know, like not really thrilled about putting that on my personal Instagram or my Facebook page. So mostly because of my parents. <laughs> so yeah, at Make It Work Podcast for Instagram, at Make It Work Pod for Twitter, and Make It Work Podcast at gmail.com to email us. Um, I just made a Facebook page today, Make It Work Podcast. Like, I mean, Facebook.com slash Make It Work Podcast. There's not much there, but um, for the boomers out there, <laughs> Facebook's the place to go. Um, I would mention some good podcast groups to bring discussion. You know, on our email, it'd be cool if we have a listener who is from a different religion that obviously we haven't discussed yet and we could get some input from or they want to tell a story or their own experience of, you know, how their religion has affected them or how they've been treated differently because of it. I would love to hear some stories about what other people have gone through too. Me too. And if we said something and this is mostly directed at myself, like if I said something and it doesn't line up with your religion, like the whole thing about trying to save people and what the whole point of that is, like if you have a different angle coming from that, I would like to hear an explanation as well. I think it's like when you have a good movie, like how you want me to watch good movies or you have a really good skincare item and you're like, listen, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm I promise I'm not minimizing here. But <laughs> when you're like, dude, this changed my face. It makes me feel wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I again coming from a hopeful standpoint think they're like, dude, this religion has made me feel better. Or this skincare made me feel better. Or this gave me peace or made me happy. So I think it coming from that, but I also don't think that if someone chose not to eat the snack I recommended or not try the skincare, that I would be a dick about it. So I I mean, from my point of view, it's oh, you use that skincare, you're gonna go to hell. Yeah, that's not cool. I'm not that's not okay. (laughs) But if you were like, hey, you have this, have you thought about this? And you're like, yeah, no, dude, I'm good. Then just like let it go and move on with your life. (laughs) So I mean, if it makes you happy, share it, but then like don't be pushy. Nobody likes someone who's pushy. Yeah, it's the the pushiness is annoying when I mean with anything, not just not just religion. It's like when you're a pushy Christian, like overly pushy, you're like the MLM, hey girl, I noticed that you're doing this, this, and this. You want to try my fucking shake or whatever of <laughs> religion. So just don't do that. Right. Don't be flat tummy tea. Yeah. Don't be the flat tummy tea of Christians. Like give us a good <laughs> rep here. Okay. No, d- d- you're hurting everybody. Okay. Uh huh. All right. All right, Morgan, I'm going to go to bed. Good night. I love you. Night. I love you too. And that's a wrap, guys. Can't wait to hear from you next week. Big thanks again to the Good Morning Liberty Network. Bye.